CZ settles for $4.3 billion in a plea deal with the SEC. The U.S. DOJ seizes a crap ton of tether, and Grayscale meets with the SEC regarding an ETF. Everywhere you turn, the heavy hand of government is rearing its ugly head to squash free enterprise and enslave you, their minions. We are liberty-minded here at the Republic of Bad Cryptopia and believe that the scams, shams, and flim-flams need to be exposed. And that's what we'll do as we discuss the most recent Bitcoin, crypto, blockchain, NFT, and AI news on this not-quite-episode 704, episode number 703 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one, zero, ignition. Who's bad? It's the Bad Crypto Podcast, the show for the crypto curious and the crypto serious. This episode really wanted to be 704, but 703 was feeling bad because they're like, hey, don't skip me. And uh, so so this is 703. And you might have thought this episode would come out last week, and it probably should have, except I was in the middle of a crazy move, and I finally got some stuff set up here again. This is not my final office. I'm actually in my kitchen right now. My final office will be upstairs once my stuff from Puerto Rico arrives, so um, there's a little bit of a flux there. So this should actually be 704. It's because we skipped 703 last week. So that means this one's 703 this week. So your, your stuff should arrive from Puerto Rico in about a month or so. That's Puerto Rico time. They told me that my stuff will arrive uh, middle of December, which means probably early January. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we're glad that you guys are here with us. We're going to give you the latest news, and we're going to do that right about now. Timestamp 1219 Atlantic Standard Time. That's what we use here in Puerto Rico. Uh, I guess, Trav, what is it? 1020 a.m.? 1020 Central Time. Joel's got a wild hair because that's making me do the show earlier now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it is the 27th of the uh, month of November. Hope everybody that celebrates Thanksgiving had a good Thanksgiving. It is uncancelable even by the most uh, purple-haired of leftist wackos. So um, hope you had a good time with uh, family. I appropriated and... some turkey in my belly. Nice. Had some, had some. You know what was great was that, so my aunt and uncle, uh, they divorced years ago. Uh, and then my, right when my, actually my aunt was, I know it was just a crazy scenario. That, that was great. That was, that was really great. That was not, that was not great. But he's a great dude. And, and they were just had some problems and then, um, she actually had an accident and that was just, uh, oh, by the way, but he was always been a cool dude and he moved back to the area and he is running a kitchen there. And so we got to end up having like, we had like 30, 40 people there for Thanksgiving dinner and, uh, like a lot of family members, old family members and stuff and, uh, new family peoples. And it was great, dude. It was, a, it, was a, it was like going to like the, the amount of food there was like something you would see at like freaking golden corral so there's so many different kinds of foods it was crazy so belly still, up to the trough get your sweet I'm, I'm a fat man today still nice well coin gecko is also fat fat with numbers uh bitcoin currently at 36,926 it's been popping over 37 hitting about 37.4 37.5 man ethereum 2014 bnb 225 
Ripple, XRP, 60 cents, Solana, 54 and change, and uh, Cardano's at almost 38 cents, and number 10 is Dogecoin, 7.7 cents with a Tron in its wake there at 10 cents. The overall crypto market cap, $1.45 trillion. Yeah, yeah. If you look and see what's happened over the last week, Blur, big NFT platform, that is up about 56%. There's some there's some tricksters out there doing some stuff with Terra Luna. That's up like almost 37%. Why? Why? And there's some other ones that are not up very huge. So it's like some of the big dogs like crypto, you know, Bitcoin, it's done its thing. But some of the other ones, like the next biggest one, Uniswap, up 16%. Clayton, up 14%. Still big if you're talking about stock market numbers, but not so much when you're talking about crypto markets. So the last week has been kind of calm, it appears to me. So there's definitely things happening, though. You know, the biggest news is that uh, the the U.S. government, um, the Justice Department, the SEC, the CFTC basically said that Binance lacked basic safeguards to protect against sanctions and that CZ is a criminal. He has settled for four point three billion dollars in a plea deal and he's had to step down as the ceo of binance uh, i guess he's got to avoid binance completely for for a time here and uh, i don't know to me i'm thinking smells like could be extortion i don't know maybe well here's the here's the quote from the from the government from merrick garland was uh binance prioritized its profits over the safety of american people Using new technology to break the law does not make you a disruptor. It makes you a criminal. Mm -hmm. And and then we're talking to some of the biggest criminals of all are the ones that are in uh, in the traditional finance. So I don't I don't necessarily know that what he did was actually a crime, but they gave him a lot of penalties in the Federal Crime Enforcement Network, uh, FCEN. And then a billion dollars to the Treasury Office of Foreign Assets. So they're just they're snagging money right there. It's really it's really kind of sad to me to see that some of the biggest players in the space, to quite frankly, you know, if they're saying he did some nefarious things, I don't know all the details of that. But CZ is going to have to pay about one hundred and fifty million dollars personally, and uh, Binance they're going to pay two point seven billion in civil monetary penalties, and uh, and they're going to credit for previous resolutions that they've already done 1.8 billion dollars so that's crazy but they got it out of the way and you know what was interesting to me joel is that the market didn't tank the market right. just kind of did a little bloop eh, and up yeah. and onward yeah so, yeah big deal in fact um binance processed about a billion dollars in outflows but they have 67 billion worth of tokens so anybody who thought oh this is going to cause a, a run on binance not so much uh, you know, shows that people have more faith in crypto than in any one individual. And, you know, the fact that we've been slapped so hard this past year or so with SBF and, and you know, Three Arrows and all these other uh, Celsius, um, the market's already taken its beating. And, you know, the only thing that I could think of that would have a dramatic impact at this point is if uh, Tether went down. Tether went down then, uh, and even then, you know, Tether's not Bitcoin. Yeah. You know, and one of the things, so CZ, he owned up on it. He said, hey, I made some mistakes. I'll take full responsibility. This is what is best for the community. It's best for Binance and best for myself. He has not had a single day off, uh, a single break 
uh, in six and a half years. And he was proud to point out that they that the that the SEC and those guys did not allege that Binance misappropriated any funds. So they were doing they weren't doing market manipulation. But when you got BNB that was worth sixty something billion dollars, whatever he said, right? That's a lot of that's a lot of money that the total token was worth. Um, yeah, well, they're they're able to pay four billion pretty quickly. It's not that, that big of a deal. Well, the uh, the White Witch has said that the settlement sends a message to the crypto industry. Yeah, that the land of the free and home of the brave is uh, tyrannical and uh, seeking to squash innovation. I think what they're actually trying to do here is they're trying to clean out um, the crypto industry to make way for their cronies. BlackRock and Vanguard and all of those to approve their ETF so that all their friends can play the game and that their pockets get lined as well. Don't tell me it's not happening. It is. So it would seem to me, I mean, well, we're seeing all these different players that are sort of being removed and we still have, you know, Coinbase, Brian Armstrong's still there. He's a strong, uh, you know, advocate of crypto and doing what's right for what we know. Uh, the head of Circle still there. Uh, you know, uh, there's some grumblings about Ethereum and Vitalik uh, stuff that maybe have been done there that we could cover in a future episode as more stuff comes out around that. So, but it does look like, yeah, the, exactly what you said. They're trying to put their cronies in power. And that would tell me that, you know, there's probably one big, huge bull run left if they all want to get in on it. And maybe they didn't get on it before. And now they want to get in on it. And this could be the, the, the mother load of all bull runs potentially uh, as all of them get in. And then I would I would expect them to somehow get rid of or try to push out the things they don't want. And then mostly lightly behind are the CBDCs. So we could see some of crypto getting decimated over time as a result of this and some of these players getting removed. I guess it remains to be seen, but I would definitely keep a stink eye on it and pay attention. Well, there are many that are opposed to uh, what's taking place. A former guest on the show uh, with the SEC, Hester Pierce, who's known as Crypto Mom. She's saying that, you know, courts are probably not the best way to carry out uh, regulations, that they have other tools in their toolbox. And of course, she can't share exactly what they're doing, but she's hoping that they could build a framework that would allow companies to do business in the U.S. Uh, otherwise, guess what? Everybody just goes offshore. That's not good for the United States or U.S. citizens if all the development and all the innovation goes offshore. And she yeah. gets that. Yeah, well, I'm glad somebody gets it because we've been talking about it for about six years now. It's like the more that they cramp, clamp down on things and the more that they say, hey, only we in the upper echelons of government and politics and Corporations can do nefarious financial stuff. We don't want anybody else being able to take advantage of some of this. They're trying to kill the middle class, not raise it up. So why would they want innovation here in America? But it needs to happen because if not, we've seen it. We've seen it since the beginning of when we started doing the show. Businesses are going to Singapore. Businesses are going to the Caribbean. You know, businesses are going to Switzerland. Businesses are going to Southeast Asia. They're, they're not coming to America. And traditionally, all of these innovations have happened in America. And but it's, if it's a criminal activity, then it's not innovation. It's a big crime, Jules. Yeah, just because they don't understand it or they don't like it. They've so never owned crypto. Have all these people who are trying to make rules on crypto have never owned any crypto That's and don't thing. understand it. Yeah, or, or afraid. Uh, the U.S. DOJ also took nine million uh, USDT 
in in a, they had frozen 225 million. Uh, there was an organization responsible for pig butchering romance scams. And uh, having had my profile picture used way too many times in these romance scams, I understand this is something that happened. And they, you know, they take they take real money, like when I say real money, fiat currency from victims all the time. But we're going to freeze crypto because sometimes they're stealing cryptocurrency. Makes no sense. Well, I, I just wanted to comment on this. Like, well, you are a, a Harlequin romance novel sort of you know amazing person so i just want to say that there needs to be stop hitting on me tom romance novels out there stop hitting on me sir lord travis <laughs> you know in, in talking about uh freedom mindedness i dropped this story in here travis because the new president of argentina who is boy he's a piece of work he's yeah. very bitcoin friendly uh, what's his name again? It's a uh, Javier M Mie. Is that how you pronounce it? M I L E I. I think it's Mie. Mie. The two L's are a yeah, so it'd be yeah. He's uh, he is Bitcoin uh, positive, and he is CBDC and central bank negative. He said he's saying absolutely, we are eliminating the Argentinian central bank. Right. Now, I'll tell you what, you know, that needs to happen all over the place. I think uh, where else was it that um, a new a guy got elected? There's another country that just elected a um, a right wing libertarian person. And it's uh, it's evading my my mind at the moment. But I mean, I would love to see whoever uh, is our next president come in and say yeah we're abolishing all these agencies as well we're getting rid of the central bank there will not be a central bank digital currency we're going to abolish the irs and have a one-page tax code for everybody that's the same um, we're going to get rid of the the cia the fbi we're going to restructure all of this and bring freedom and liberty back to america yeah. i'd like joel was president there we go we know we, we see how he would what he would do and, and it's, <clears throat> a lot of those things you know, realistically, I think the U.S. government probably needs to move from Washington, D.C., frankly. Yeah. It needs to go to some place like Topeka, Kansas or something, because there's so much bias and there's so much entrenched corruption in D.C. that Washington, D.C. needs a giant douche. That's what I think. Yeah. Douche canoes, even a whole a whole uh, squadron of canoes. So have you seen this, Trev? Uh, you know, we we both use ENS, Ethereum name services for our uh, Ethereum name. I've got Joelcom.eth. You've got Travis. Are you a TW or Travis Wright? Which one do you have? Uh, I got both. You get both. Travis has both.eth. And, um, you know, they uh, they claim to have a patent and they're saying that unstoppable domains, previous guests on the show that has a, a competitive product in, in some respects, um, that they're saying they are basing some of the technology they're using on innovations that ENS has developed and that they are going after them here. They're going to defend the patent that they have. Now, what is exactly the patent that we're talking about? Well, they're saying that Unstoppable won the patent based on uh, innovations that ENS developed. And so basically what it sounds to me like was that Nick Johnson and his team um, didn't file for a patent and Unstoppable Domains did. And the fact that the U.S. government knows very little about crypto, they gave the patent to Unstoppable Domains instead of ENS. And so now ENS is pissed off about this 
uh, it looks to me like, and uh, they're going to try, they're going to probably go to court. Because they're what they're going to do is they're going to say, hey, here was first use, right? You know, we, even though this wasn't. Because when you file for a patent, yes, you need to check for patents, but I believe you also have to prove that you're the originator of it. So I'm not, I'm not sure what direction that's going to go. Uh, you know, unstoppable has always been interesting to me, but I see more current usage and adoption of of ENS. Uh, we've got a, we've got some unstoppable names that we've we've never yeah. used. We were, we were, when we chatted with them, we were going to get bad dot crypto. Yeah, and then the, then they said, "Sorry, no, you can't have that." Yeah, well, that's a premium name. Like, Sorry, yeah, that's the one you say we're going to have. Yeah, we're going to we'll we'll sell it to you guys though for two grand or something like that. It's like you know what. <laughs> Eat the whole bag of domain names. Uh, oh, look, more government news. So apparently Grayscale, you know, which is they are one of the big baddies. OK, any way you slice it, they have their fingers and and uh, so much of corporate America and around the world. They own so much there. They can control and manipulate markets. And now so they you want say Grayscale, probably Vanguard and BlackRock and then Blackstone's yeah. its own thing. It's doing a lot also. I don't know how they're all tied in. I've not gone in and looked at their sort of corporate structure to see who are all the people in the trust. But those, whenever they can come in and just, they got the big swing and dick and is able just to move markets because mm-hmm. they're plopping down trillions of dollars. You know what I mean? Like, that's crazy. Swinging and plopping. Down on the table, just like, uh, here we go. <laughs> they're swinging and plopping. That's what's going on. <laughs> So they are making some amendments to uh, their application for the ETFs. And, you know, I don't know if anybody's expecting anything to happen this year with the spot Bitcoin ETFs, but I think January is kind of where people are eyeing for the government to finally say, okay, you can do this. And, and every time I think about it, uh, it nauseates me just a little bit because I think about these, uh, these horrible companies getting their hands on um you know the bitcoin markets and at the same time i'm like boy these portfolio managers are going to be recommending to their clients are going to be going to their clients and are saying we now have this you should put two to three percent of your net worth in this which mm-hmm. doesn't sound like a lot but when you think of how little bitcoin there is out there and the having coming up in april um it's markets they have to move Unless they find a way to manipulate it that I'm not aware of. Mm-hmm. Market's got to move. And well, it's sort of that thing that, that, that always we've talked about multiple times where there's so much fake paper gold and fake paper silver. I don't want there to be to the point where there's so much fake paper Bitcoin and fake paper Ethereum that when people are actually buying it, they're not actually buying it. They're buying a paper that proves that they own some of that. Like what was it? It was like GBTC. Right. That's it. It's it's Grayscale's Bitcoin trust fund thing. So it's not you're not buying Bitcoin. You're buying shares in this. So that's what's interesting to me is that Grayscale Bitcoin trust. They're probably going to have the Grayscale Ethereum. So maybe GE potentially. I don't know. But they're they're in talks. I know that 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 the ETF around uh, Ethereum is in discussions as well. And we're just weeks away from some of that stuff. So we could be weeks away from a big boom potentially 
Let's hope. It would be great to see it. So let's talk a little bit about what's happening in the AI world because there's been some crazy drama over the past couple of weeks. Uh, Sam Altman, CEO of OpenAI, was fired by the board and then was hired by Microsoft. And then the board at OpenAI was terminated and Sam was hired back. H have I got that right? It seems it seems that's pretty close. It's it's pretty wild. So basically, the, so there's been some internal discussions about what potentially happened. So um, apparently, Sam Altman wasn't um, very communicative with the board. And a OpenAI has a very weird structure. So you have the board, then you have because uh, it's a nonprofit, right? So you have the board, then you have the nonprofit, then you have the technology, and then. You know, Sam Altman doesn't even own shares in OpenAI, which is kind of weird, right? Because it was set up as a nonprofit. But those those uh, <clears throat> very few people up at the very top of the board, they were able to control everything. Something popped up. Some of them are calling it QSTAR, where it's like, wow, we're really close to open, uh, or we're really close to AGI, which is a, a advanced general intelligence, where AI starts thinking on its own, having its own consciousness. I think they, they think these, they're really close to that. And so one of the board members and co-founders, Ilya, I don't remember his last name, but uh, apparently they they went to the board. There's another lady on the board and they were freaking out about how, wow, they're not telling us this stuff and we need to know this is, this is scaring us. And so then they fired him. That pissed off Microsoft. It looked to me like Microsoft was going to basically take all of OpenAI because at one point, Joel, if you think about it, there, the, OpenAI has like 780 employees. And let's say 700 plus of them were going to come over to Microsoft with them. They could have literally paid each one of them a $10 million bonus to come on over to work for them. And they would have only been at about 8% of the valuation of what OpenAI was worth, right? And so they could have literally had the biggest coup of all, but luckily, you know, the CEO of, of, uh, of Microsoft he, they sort of they they let they let Sam go back and the team stayed. Everyone's happy, but I think they're firing the other board and a new board's coming in. So this could be one of those watershed moments in AI where we don't really know what happened with 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 this. Something crazy happened. Something probably was revealed. We don't know what that is, and people were probably sounding the alarms. And instead of sounding the alarms, they fired Sam Altman. But now Sam Altman's back as the CEO and everybody's singing Kumbaya over there, I assume, mm -hmm. except the previous board who got fired. And the new board that's coming in, they're hiring like one of the top dudes that was at Facebook, right? He's going to be one of the dudes. Chris, um, I don't remember his last name. He's going to be one of the dudes. Chris Taylor, is that it? I'm not sure. Brett, Brett Taylor's the chair, uh, uh, former Salesforce CEO. That's him. Uh, Secretary of Treasury, former Larry Summers and founder of Quora, Adam D'Angelo are going to be already um, there. Adam D'Angelo was already there. They're, but on, yeah. they're on the board. So he's one, you, of the boards you got, he's one of the board members who actually stayed on the board. So there was some crazy stuff that's happened. And dude, and this was right after they were talking about creating your own GPTs. They launched the ability to do your own GPTs. So I basically created some amazing GPTs for a project that I'm working on to be able to you know, hone in on information and it's, it's doing an amazing job that creating your own custom GPT is awesome. And we created a, we talked about last episode, we did a custom, a bad crypto GPT. And uh, so you can go in there and ask it questions about, about news and whatnot. I think we set it up as badcode.in forward slash GPT. I think it's just GPT. GPT. Yeah. Just and it doesn't know anything like us. It's bad. Bad, but it's good. It's fun. You can go in there and ask it questions about the latest news and it'll give you nice little summaries about it. 
So you can check that out. But it's, I mean, I love AI at this point. The, it, the way it augments my work, it makes, you know, I mean, it's, it's the best brainstorm buddy ever. Um, and so I'm, I'm communicating it with, with it more probably than I'm communicating with actual real people. That sounds like a great weird. product name right there. Brainstorm buddy. Yeah, it's really what I, it I is. like that. So both OpenAI and Microsoft are being sued because copyright issues. Once again, you know, you've basically got OpenAI crawling the Internet and taking copyrighted material and using that for generative works that people are creating. And, you know, where's the line on this? And uh, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how the this pans out in the courts. There's no stopping this. Um, you know, I don't see how at this point you can protect your works with AI growing so quickly and these technologies evolving so fast. But there is a class action suit. So, you know, who's going to win that? The attorneys. <laughs> Anytime I see class action, that's yeah. they're going they're going to win big, and, and then and then we all win because we all get a little check for seventy nine cents in the mail. That's right. I'm gonna I'm gonna um, value. Well, this right here is interesting. So there is some precedent on this, Joel. Sarah Silverman uh, sued and was talking to. I think it was a Open AI that she was suing. I don't have an article of this in front of me, but what happened was <clears throat> she was trying to sue them and said, "Hey." They put my book in here, and now you can ask questions about it and talk with my book, and that's and the and the uh, the judge was just like, get out of here, shut up. This is not, they're not going to recreate your book. They can use your book as a reference, mm -hmm. but it's not recreating your book. And people aren't using this. It's they're not creating the Sarah Silverman GPT. That's like you need to relax. Who wants that? Who wants that anyway? I, I, not, I don't. Not good. Not so, good. you know, they're but they're using these works to train the AI is basically what's happening. And I don't know how That's the what's AI so great now, though, dude, it's like the, like with GPT being what it is. And then also Claude AI has released uh, 2.1. So now you have over 200,000 tokens, which means you can upload a 500 page book, Joel, and it can go in and look at all that data and start analyzing it. And you can ask it questions. That is so huge. Like if, if I was in school right now, I would be looking for PDFs for my classes that I'm in. I would be plugging those into Claude uh, AI and I would begin to start asking them questions because it's so amazing. Like, oh, here's a question here based on this. What is it like? I mean, it's it's fascinating, Joel. And when you consider that this this AI space really mainstream has been since what, March is when most people started kicking in on it. We're not even a year deep. Now, I know that we have been playing with it for longer than that. I started getting on it last year, uh, about a, maybe about, about a year and a half, not quite a year and a half ago, started playing with MidJourney uh, when the queen passed away and was playing around with some of the other stuff. Uh, early Chad GPT, I had access to Dolly one, but it just, I didn't, it wasn't great yet. But um, so we knew it's coming. Here it is. And some of the advancements are so great. You might want to figure out how to use this specifically within your industry because every industry is a little bit different and based on the prompts you ask it and the questions that you're asking it and the information that you feed into it will generate information back to you that can be quite helpful in what it is that you're trying to accomplish in your life 
Yes, sir. And uh, one quick piece of news in the NFT world, which, you know, NFTs, some of them are, uh, we're seeing an uptick in prices and interest right now. And I think it's, you know, it's just a matter of time before the market comes back booming. I'm not saying that the NFTs you're holding are going to have value. I'm just saying that the interest in them is coming. Um, I don't have the story handy, but I saw that Disney is now getting in the game and they are creating, you know, how people collect Disney pins, physical pins. They're going to be offering digital pins, which are, guess what, NFTs. Of course, they're not right. calling them that. They're probably calling them digital pins, digital collectibles. But Disney knows. They all know. And, and all of these people. Though, that should be a digital, digital combo. They should not get away from the pins because people love to be able to walk around wearing those pins. I think right? it'll be both. I think they're going to be it both. Be. Well, they stopped, selling, they stopped selling the traditional pins in the, the theme parks. So huh? they're making a big shift. It looks like so. It's like why? It might be just, why did they know. stop selling them? Don't know. Well, because they're going to go to the digital ones. Right. So it's like they're having a little uh, break in between when they're getting ready to launch out. Much easier to manufacture. Well, the Associated Press um, puts out NFTs of hot news stories, and their marketplace put out this NFT. This tweet right here um, that shows migrants in a boat in the Mediterranean. And uh, of course, cancel culture said, uh, oh, you yeah, this is horrible. You can't do this. This is grotesque. And I can't do it. It's already on the blockchain. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do? So they stopped the sale of the NFT. <laughs> I, too, wish to buy ownership of suffering migrants. Uh, <laughs> what well, AP put this out. What the yeah. hell were they thinking? I don't That's know. Crazy. That's they, not a really good, but it's AP is news. So it's like whatever the news is of that time, I guess right. it's probably what it should be. Right. It's photojournalism and, and right. it's, and it's fine, which by the way, I'm going to pop over here. I don't know if you're aware of this because I don't think it's really succeeding, but Cointelegraph is selling NFTs um, of their stories. In fact, like, let's just, let me click on a story here right. and let's see yeah. if like we mentioned to them, like we were chatting with the CEO. Yeah. Uh, we the, told them to do this years ago. In 2019, uh, we shared 2020. We shared this. Yeah. They're doing it now. And I guess I'm, I'm not exactly sure. It's not like they're even advertising it um, anywhere directly on the website where you can find it. Can you scroll down? Is it like this NFT has already been acquired? Is it by this is an NFT? Oh. Yeah, they're they're. I was poking through them the other day, and I'm like, oh. And then I looked, and peep, nobody's buying them. Nobody is buying them. Like literally, nothing is selling. Well, they're not even talking about it. You're looking at them. You can't even see how you, people are probably like, oh man, I'd like to buy that one. And how do you buy it? I don't know. So where do you where do you even do it? And Maybe if I type in SBF. And if I uh, if I click on one of these stories, that's like a leading story. Maybe there's an NFT for this. If I scroll down to the bottom and nope, no NFT for it. So somewhere on Cointelegraph, they want to sell you NFTs, but they're not selling well. Um, but you know, promoting it. So it's hard to sell something when you don't promote it. Right. You know whose NFT is sold better? Don't know. Ours. The Bad Crypto Nifty Club. If you guys oh, wow. don't have one yet, go to badcrypto.uncut.network and this extremely pricey NFT. And by extremely, I mean currently $4.01. Look how beautiful that is. It's spinny. It's red and black. It's got Sir Lord Travis and myself in the frame there. It's got the, the glimmering on it. You can buy it and you're going to get free airdrops. That's what yeah. we do. I think we I get- need to do another NFT. We haven't dropped one. We dropped that one last one about the... Uh- the top five musicians, guitarists, 
But I, there's a new tool on Runway ML that allows you to do this motion brush. And so I think what I'll do is I'll take a cool photo. Maybe I'll take that cool photo of you and I when we were in uh, at ETH Denver and there's the color rainbow road that we're standing on. And then I can animate that. I want to see. I'll play around. There might not be a guarantee that we'll have one here, but next week we'll announce which one we're going to launch. I'll create something. Okay. I like that. And uh, somewhere in here, it's not that one, somewhere in here there, I think that's from when I was testing. Um, Uncut, by the way, Uncut Network is really taking off. They've done some really cool stuff. If you haven't looked at it lately, they now have um, XP that you earn for creating NFTs, for buying NFTs, and for engaging socially. You earn XP. Uh, experience points on the site so you can level up your game here and uh, when you go to your profile now it's a full social network site yeah, and you can go in here like i can i can it looks Dude, like that's I can a grab beautiful it. nft you on that one uh not yet but they're free and only five have been claimed so i'm just going to claim it right now and i'm gonna stick All that eyes on, on me Right, you guys can get a lot of free artwork over here. This is a community I really recommend joining. Just go to uncut.network and uh, and join. You can see some of the ones that I've created here, my uh, my AI NFTs in my collection. I was creating some uh, Pixar-inspired uh, characters from The Office. Here's one I, I did for Thanksgiving. Here's one I did to commemorate when Wax came to uh, to Uncut. And uh, there's my little membership card, my founder's pass that I'm airdropping. And there's only 11 left out of 200. You can get one of these for free, too. Travis, that means you. You can get one. They're free. I don't think I've claimed one. I didn't even know these existed. Joel.uncut.network. Go pick up a, uh, a founder's pass, and I'll be looking at you through your digitals all the time. <laughs> all right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for uh, this episode. Bit, actually. Don't be creeping me out. Let me creep doing? you a little bit. Uh, hey, listen, guys, it's tis the season, just one month really left in the year, and then we're going to be entering 2024. So, uh, cherish the season with your family and your friends. And uh, we're here, we cherish you. Are you feeling cherishing, Trev? Just a little, you know, it's nice to see some family, right? I think I saw over the last couple, two and a half, three years staying in Puerto Rico. You know, I was isolated most of the time, so I got a lot of, a lot of thinking done, and but it's nice to come back and see the family and uh they're glad to see me and i got a lot of homies over here so it's good excellent well we'll catch you guys in the next episode of course if you have a moment to review five stars is always appreciated share comment ring bells subscribe do all the things that spread the good word we can see uh in our numbers that people are slowly coming back to crypto and we're expecting a big boom here in 2024 after suffering through our second bear market i know others have been through more but we've been through two there is uh, uh spring is on the way and uh it's going to be a real exciting year um, to watch what happens in the crypto world so we'll catch you guys next time and until then be of bad staying <laughs>
Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto, LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoins and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.